For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, the themes of the Feast of Trumpets. This is part one of the series. And looking at the themes of Yom Teruah, commonly called Rosh Hashanah, there are basically 12 major themes associated with Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah. They are as follows. It is associated with Teshuvah, which is the season of repentance. It is called Rosh Hashanah, which means the head of the year. The biblical name is Yom Teruah, which means the day of the loud shout or the awakening blast. It is also known as Yom Hadin, or the Day of Judgment. It is known as Yom Hazikaron, the Day of Remembrance. It is known as Hamelik, the King, or the Coronation Day. It is associated with the Days of Awe. The days in between Yom Teruah and Yom Kippur are known as the Days of Awe. The rabbis teach that on Yom Teruah, or Rosh Hashanah, the gates of heaven are open to let the prayers of his people in. This is associated with Kedushan, Nesuin, the biblical wedding. That is because Rosh Hashanah Yom Teruah is associated with the resurrection of the dead. And when we have our resurrection of our bodies, we are going to be going to a wedding with the Messiah. So that's how it's associated with the wedding, as well as the association to the last trump or the last shofar. And finally, Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah is associated and it is referred to as known as Yom HaKisei or the hidden day. In this session, we are going to be teaching in more detail on some of these themes. What does Rosh Hashanah mean? Rosh Hashanah means in Hebrew, the head or the beginning of the year. The biblical name for this holiday is Yom Teruah, or it's commonly called in English, the Feast of Trumpets. This comes from Leviticus or Vayikra chapter 23 and verse 24. We need to understand and remember that Rosh Hashanah, like all of the biblical festivals, they are referred to in Leviticus chapter 23 as being feasts 
of Yahweh, feasts of the God of Israel. Actually, to understand it more correctly, they are feasts of Yeshua, the Messiah. Let's look at this. Leviticus chapter 23, verses 1 and 2, and verse 24, it is written, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feasts of the Lord. Notice that it doesn't say Jewish feasts. It's called the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. It doesn't say they're Jewish feasts. It says they're the feasts of the Lord, of Yahweh. And then in Leviticus 23:24, it says, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. Since these are feasts of Yahweh, we need to realize that Yeshua is Yahweh. One of the many places where we can understand this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 3 which says, No man can say that Yeshua is the Lord, or if I'm reading that in Hebrew, it would say, No one can say that Yeshua is Yahweh, but by the Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Spirit. So, who is Yahweh? These are feasts of Yahweh. This is referring to Yeshua. It's Yeshua who fulfills the spring and the fall festivals. It is not God the Father who fulfills them. They are fulfilled through the Messiah. Rosh Hashanah is to be celebrated by those who are in covenant relationship with the God of Israel, which would include both Jews and non-Jews. Regarding the celebration of his festivals, it says in Deuteronomy or Devarim chapter 16 verse 14, And you shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter and your manservant and your maidservant and the Levite and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow that are within your gate. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 14 makes reference to the stranger. The Hebrew word is ger. And the ger are non-Jews who have joined themselves to the house of Jacob. Non-physical descendants of the house of Jacob who've joined themselves to the house of Jacob and are thus in covenant relationship with the God of Israel through Yeshua the Messiah. Therefore, when we read in the scriptures in Leviticus 23 that these are feasts of Yahweh, we need to understand that Yeshua is our host of the festivals and all of his family, all Bible believers are his invited guests. A special season known as Teshuvah, which in Hebrew means to repent or return, begins on the first day of Elul. Now, this is not specifically commanded in the scriptures. This is a time of preparation that the rabbi set up so that you would be ready and prepared to celebrate the fall festival. Elul is the name given today for the sixth month of the Jewish calendar. This name is a Babylonian name. The season of Teshuva ends 40 days after the first day of Elul on Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. Yom Kippur is the seventh month in the tenth day of the month. Tishrei, that's the Babylonian name on the Jewish calendar, is the name given today for the seventh month of the biblical year. 30 
30 days in the Teshuvah, that is 30 days after the first day of the month of Elul, is Tishrei the first, which is the seventh month and the first day. And this day, the Bible specifies as being Yom Teruah, but it's more commonly called Rosh Hashanah. Now to look at this pictorially, Elul is the sixth month of the Jewish calendar. The name is associated with the Babylonian name which it was given. Tishrei is the seventh month of the Jewish calendar. Tishrei 1 is Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah. Tishrei 10 is Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. And looking at this on a linear graph, you have the month of Elul, which is the sixth month from the first day to the 30th day, and then Extending into the first 10 days of Tishrei, this 40-day period is regarded in traditional Judaism as the season of Teshuvah. Teshuvah means to repent or return. So the month of Elul was set up by the rabbis to prepare for the fall festivals. Beginning with Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah in the season of Teshuvah is a final 10-day period ending on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. These days are specifically called and referred to as the High Holy Days. The days between Yom Teruah and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, are known as the Awesome Days. And in Hebrew, this is Yamim Noraim. The Sabbath that falls within this 10-day period is given the name of Shabbat Shuvah, the Sabbath of Return. Five days follow Yom Kippur is Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. Now looking at this graphically once again we have Tishrei is the seventh month of the biblical calendar. Tishrei 1 is Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah. Tishrei 10 is Yom Kippur the Day of Atonement. Tishrei 15 is Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. From Tishrei 1 which is Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement which is Tishrei 10. This 10-day period is called the High Holy Days, and the days in between are known as the Days of Awe. The Sabbath that falls between Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the rabbis called this Sabbath the Sabbath of Return. The whole month of Elul is a 30-day period of time that is set apart for the purpose of preparation, personal examination, and repentance for the coming high holy days. In traditional Judaism, each morning during the 30 days of the month of Elul, the trumpet or a shofar, which is a ram's horn, is blown to warn the people of the God of Israel to return or repent. In a traditional synagogue, the shofar is blown after every morning service except for the last day of the month. After the shofar is blown, Psalm 27 is read. The message from Elul 1 to Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah is repent before Rosh Hashanah comes because Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. So repent before the day of judgment comes. Don't wait until after Rosh Hashanah to repent because if you do, you will find yourselves in the days of Ah. Looking at this graphically, the month of Elul, which is the sixth month of the biblical calendar, is a time of of personal examination and repentance 
each day a shofar is blown except for the last day of the month of Elul. And the shofar is blown in traditional Judaism after the morning service. The God of Israel always gives warning to repent before he proclaims and gives judgment. In Ezekiel chapter 18 verses 21 through 23 it is written, But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he has committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right. Notice what is called what is lawful and right, keeping his commandments. He shall surely live, he shall not die. All his transgressions, which is not keeping the commandments that he has committed, that shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness, what's his righteousness? Keeping the commandment and repenting from sin or transgression. In his righteousness that he has done, that is repented, he shall live. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked shall die, says the Lord God, and not that he should return or repent from his ways and live? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dies, says the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves or repent, and you shall live, and he will forgive you. This is also stated for us in Zephaniah chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, the exhortation of the God of Israel for repentance to happen before he proclaims judgment. Zephaniah chapter 2 verse 1 says, Gather yourselves together, yea, gather together, O nation not desired, before the decree bring forth, before the day pass as the chaff, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. Seek ye the Lord, all you meek of the earth. Who are the meek of the earth? Those who will humble themselves and repent, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, which is following his commandment. Seek meekness. It may be that you shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger or not suffer the effect of his judgment and his wrath. In Second Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, there is an exhortation to repent before the Messiah comes. And the scripture says that the reason why the God of Israel is not judging the people on the earth in the end of days and why it seems like he's prolonging the evil in the earth is because he's long-suffering and he's desiring for as many people as possible to repent before his judgment comes. So it says in 2 Peter chapter 3 verses 8 through 10, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. What is the message of Teshuvah? Teshuvah, or repentance, speaks to all people. To the unbeliever, Teshuvah, or repentance, speaks of repenting of our sins and receiving Yeshua as the Messiah. To believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, it is a call to examine our personal and individual lives and repent 
repent in those areas where we have departed from the God of Israel. For traditional Christianity and what the God of Israel is doing at this period of time in the earth, it is a call for them to examine all the biblical truths which are contained in Scripture, including the spiritual significance of the biblical festivals and how they teach about the first and the second coming of Yeshua and our personal relationship with God the Father and to identify with these things. Now let's look at Psalm 27 and what it says because the entire month of Elul, that is the month preceding Yom Teruah, is a 30-day time of preparation through personal examination and repentance for the coming High Holy Days. Once again, in traditional Jewish synagogue, the shofar is blown after every service during these days except for the last day. Psalm 27 is read at the end of the morning and the evening liturgy. Let's look at Psalm 27. It says in verse 1, The Lord is my light, and this is interpreted by the rabbis to refer to Yom Teruah, and my salvation. And they interpret this to refer to Yom Kippur. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. This is speaking about the troubles that are coming upon the people of the God of Israel in the end of days, and the confidence that we need to express in Him by putting our trust in the God of Israel through Yeshua the Messiah. Psalm 27 verse 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, that's a reference to the tribulation period, he shall hide me in his pavilion, that is protect me from the things that are going on around me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Who is called the rock? The Messiah. So our pavilion is our trust and faith in the Messiah in the time of trouble. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. You see the cry that is going out with the things that are going on? Hear my prayer. I'm going to offer you praise and thanksgiving. I put my trust in you. When you say, seek my face, my heart said unto you, your face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not your face far from me. You see, when he doesn't hide his face from us, he extends mercy. Put not your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path. That's following Torah and keeping his commandments. Because of my enemies. Why? Because of the enemies that are around me should I be taught his way and be led in the plain path, which is keeping his commandments? Because he promised that if you would keep his commandments, that the plagues that are going on around you won't come upon you. Deliver me not over under the will of my enemies, for false witnesses have risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I would have fainted. In other words, in the natural, what's going on around you is very burdening. I would have fainted. I would not have been able to cope and survive and to hang in there unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. 
Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So you can see how this psalm thematically goes with the season of the year. Yom Teruah, or Rosh Hashanah, is a time through the blowing of the shofar to cause us to be awakened from spiritual slumber. In the book, Gates of Repentance, by Moses Maimonides, who was a famous and respected Jewish rabbi of the Middle Ages, he iterated a call for the people of the God of Israel to awaken from their spiritual slumber. And in Yad Hechot Teshuvah 3.4, he writes, Awake, you sleepers, from your sleep. Rouse yourself, you slumberers, out of your slumber. Examine your deeds and turn to God in repentance. Remember your Creator, you who are caught in the daily round, losing sight of eternal truth. You are wasting your years in vain pursuit that neither profit nor save. Look closely at yourselves. Improve your ways and your deeds. Abandon your evil ways, your unworthy schemes, every one of you. Notice that the prayer that is associated that we be awakened from spiritual slumber, which implies that his people are going to be in spiritual slumber. We need to be awakened from it. The theme of awakening from sleep or spiritual slumber is found in Romans chapter 13 verse 11 as it is written. And that knowing the time that now is the time to awaken out of sleep, which is spiritual slumber. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. This theme is also communicated to us in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 as it says, Wherefore he says, Awake you that sleep and arise from the dead. That is once again your spiritual slumber. And Messiah will give you light. What is the message and meaning of being awakened from spiritual slumber? It is associated with repenting of our sins and it's also associated with putting the kingdom of the God of Israel first in your life and not being caught up with the busy things that are going on around you. If you're distracted by the busy things going on around you you can also be in spiritual slumber because it says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Now let's look at repentance and what true repentance is. True repentance is an inner change of heart which leads the sinner to turn from evil and return unto the God of Israel. The desires to do good is constantly opposed to the desire to do evil. The desire to do evil is known in Jewish thinking and is referred to as the evil inclination. It is called in Hebrew the Yetzer Hara. Christians refer to the evil inclination as the desires of the flesh. True repentance then is a change of heart and the scripture talks about when our hearts are far from the God of Israel we have a stony heart and so a stony heart is associated with the evil inclination or the desires of the flesh which seek to do the desires of the flesh and get caught up with the things of the world and the world system and lose focus on our covenant relationship with the God of Israel and putting his kingdom first and accepting Yeshua in our hearts and our lives so that is contrasted to a heart of flesh, which is a soft heart, which seeks to obey the God of Israel and obey his commandments. Now let's look at Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25, where Paul describes the struggle and this wrestling that we have where our heart wants to do good, but our flesh wants to prevent us from doing so. In Romans chapter 7, verse 14, it says, For we know that the Torah is spiritual. See, the Torah 
Torah is spiritual. The word of the God of Israel is spiritual. But I am carnal, sold under sin. You can think of this as an association with the evil inclination. For that which I do, I allow not. For that what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that is, that which I don't want to do, which comes from the evil inclination, that is what my flesh sometimes does. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the themes of the Feast of Trumpets. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.